Hey guys, you're listening to our Star Trek Prodigy Review Podcast. I'm Toby, and I'm joined on this animated journey by Steve. Hi, Toby. And if you love Star Trek, like and subscribe, and why not share your opinions on this week's episode in the comments below. So this week, it's episode three of season one, Starstruck. And in this episode, even with the guidance of their holographic advisor Janeway, the crew of the Protostar is tested when the vessel heads towards a collapsing white dwarf star. Now, Steve, this is the first episode where you actually get to see the opening credits in full. Yes. I love them. I absolutely love them. From the music, which is absolutely thumping, right down to the graphics and the way they work. That holographic Janeway appearing in front of the stars, gorgeous. Yeah, it's a brilliant intro. It's probably one of the best intros there is. Would you say it's better than Star Trek Voyager itself? Yeah, I I think I like it over Voyagers. Mm. I think I like Voyagers because of the fact that the music's good and you see the reflection of the ship as it goes around one of the planets. In the rings, the gas. Yeah, but I think this is really good because the characters are there. And I love the fact that Janeway is in the main bit. It shows how important to the show she is. So for me, it's the best opening to a Star Trek series. So the show opens with Janeway talking to the team and she's adamant that they're keeping something from her and then she quickly turns around and she's like it's obvious you're cadets now to me at that point there's something going on there i don't know whether she knows they're not real crew members i just feel like there's a piece of the puzzle that we're not getting at that point that feeling that you got i also got from the next episode and the episode after right there's little things that janeway does that you think she knows more than she lets on that's a reveal for later on then isn't it Maybe, perhaps, yes. So moving on, Janeway is showing them on the bridge how to plot a course. Dahl being Dahl just absolutely ignores Janeway's warnings and plots a course on his own. That's going to go wrong, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Now, this whole scene where she shows what the Federation is about, yeah, brilliant. It looked fantastic too. It was very well rendered, I thought. Yeah, and I like the way that Dal dismisses her. What does he say? Like hollow nanny? I mean, she doesn't <laughs> backhand him, but if she'd been there in real life, she would have backhanded him. <laughs> you know, it's all being recorded, and real Janeway will watch this back at some point. Yeah, I think it's Dal on his steep learning curve. Oh yeah, at this point in time, he's willing to say, "No, I know more than you. I'm better than you." So this is what I'm going to do. You know it's going to go wrong right from the minute he does that. You know this is going to be disastrous. Yeah. And outside, a couple minutes later, you get the whole team sort of discussing why they're lying to Janeway. Should they be doing it? Should they not be doing it? It was a nice little discussion um, when they put Gwen in the brig. And she's happy to just chill until the Diviner comes to rescue her. (laughs) She's like, yeah. Actually, the funny thing about that little scene as well is that Janeway gives them the instructions where the bridge is, and they still don't know where the bridge is. <laughs> Sorry, the brig. Yeah. She says it's on the starboard side of the ship, and he's got no idea where that is. <laughs> Again, at those moments, I feel that maybe she's testing them. Yeah, possibly. If you are ensigns, if you are really Starfleet, you will know where that is. They're at the starboard side of the ship, and they fail to find it quick enough, so therefore she's probably just mentally logging that. I don't know. Moving on, they're basically checking out the rest of the ship. And we have what is the great scene in the mess hall. Yes. And Duncan's like, free food! (laughs) (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) I'd be like, I need a quilt and a pillow. (laughs) 
why do you have quarters anywhere else? Just sleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> and also Dahl gets to see the captain's quarters, which I love. Yeah, they are great, aren't they? Then we move on to another scene, and that's between Rock and Gwyn. And it's a nice little scene with Rock just asking Gwyn why she never did anything to stop her father. The moment between uh, her and Gwyn, I felt was needed for them to expand their relationship later on. I suppose this is the early forming of bonds and her opening up and accepting that these people actually do care. They are good guys. Yeah. Moving on, we get the protostar arrives at the destination set by Dahl. Now, surprise, surprise, it's not somewhere nice. It's a collapsing white <laughs> dwarf star. I love Janeway's line. Yeah. I tried to warn you. Yeah. She did try to warn him. She did. I love the fact he immediately tries to make things better, again, by saying, I know how to deal with this. So he's like, do you know what? Let's divert all power to impulse. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> that deactivates holographic Janeway, deactivates the security shields in the brig. He says something about going to warp and then she appears again and she's like, yes. no, no, the results of going to warp in a gravity well will be unpredictable. <laughs> and he's quickly, really quickly running out of ideas. <laughs> again, with this Janeway, if he really wanted to go to warp, would this holographic Janeway even let him do that? Are there redundancies in place that would stop that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then we get Gwyn trying to escape now. This is brilliant. This makes me laugh. This sequence sort of carries on now right to the end of the episode. She tries to go to the escape pods. They're all gone. I was a bit worried there wasn't many. <laughs> I thought that. You see Voyager in that one episode. I can't remember the name of it right now. All the escape pods come out at the end, don't they? To be continued. Yeah. Half the hull is full of escape pods. This ship? Yeah. What, how many did it have? Three, by the looks of it. <laughs> yes, that's why I counted three escape pods. I was like, who's getting in them then? <laughs> but what I love is that this whole sequence leads to the shuttle bay. And in the shuttle bay, we have a shuttle replicator. How awesome is that? I don't think that's new. That's new in Star Trek, absolutely. But come on, where did Voyager keep all those shells? I think Voyager must have had one, Yeah, but we've never seen it. And, and it's never been mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think this is their way of explaining that little issue with Voyager. Yes, possibly. Magic up shuttles left, right and centre for Chakotay to then just crash. <laughs> <laughs> he did crash a lot of shuttles. That was his hobby. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like, what do you put on your resume? <laughs> I crash shuttles in crayon. <laughs> in, yes. <laughs> I killed the red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the fight sequence between Rock and Gwen as the shuttles being built around them. Yeah. The planning that has gone into that, even though it's animated, a lot of thought has gone into where they would be, how the shuttle would go together. I was watching all that. And I loved it a lot. It was an amazing sequence. Mm. Absolutely amazing. But things get worse when the gravity fails. <laughs> And they all start to flow, <laughs> which is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. This leads to Dahl calling on Janeway. And what I would say is, without doubt, the line of the episode and my favourite line so far in the series. And she just appears and she's like, you know how to keep a lady waiting. <laughs> now, you know she's watching. She's listening. Yeah. She was not deactivated earlier on. She chose to deactivate herself at that point, which shows that she can appear and reappear when she wants to. She's autonomous in that respect. Yes, I agree. That just leads to a 
great scene with Janeway solving everything and doing the entire thing with a cup of coffee in her hand. I know she waits as well. She's not perturbed, is she? When no. all the sirens going off and everything, she just takes a sip of coffee and just tells them what to do. <laughs> and it's holographic coffee too, so it's it's amazing. But it's programmed in that she would do that. Who programs a hologram to drink coffee? That is not one of Janeway's defining traits as a captain. It is not necessary in a holographic program, <laughs> but someone has chosen to add that. It all stems from the, there's coffee in that nebula line, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, 100%. I do like the fact that she suggests, you know, we do have a tactical array to take out the broken segments of the planet. And they're all like, really? And of course, that you know leads to them destroying bits, doesn't it? Which is quite nice. That is funny because he activates it and then he thinks he's done brilliant. And he, she's like, oh, it's auto fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I forgot about that. She just totally takes away his brief moment of happiness. <laughs> just before the episode ends, we get a little shot of the Diviner, and he's tracked the Protostar's warp signature, takes off from the planet on his journey to find his ship and the daughter. What a cliffhanger. I'm loving how these episodes end. They are very good, aren't they? Mm. Very good. I like the Chimerium cloak. That's oh, new to me. The way that comes out. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, I was like, mm. wow. Whatever the Chimerium cloak is. Don't let Janeway see it. She won't want one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they got clear, I liked Janeway's little speech too. Okay. When the Federation was first formed, collections of species entirely unfamiliar to each other, different languages, different cultures, but they all had one shared aspiration, you know, just to pick the crew up. It was the beginning of their journey now. Yeah. You've had the accident that's just happened. You've had the escape in the previous two episodes. Yes. So that would be very interesting. So as an episode, do you think this is the best one so far in the series? Do you think it's up there? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? I think they're all very, very on par so far. The three I've seen. Yes. There's no doubt about it. The first episode was excellent and was loaded and it totally grabs you. I would put this episode down. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's still at like an eight or maybe a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'd say a good solid eight. Right out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before we go, don't forget to check out our Orville and Strange New Worlds review podcast on our channel. Links can be found in the description alongside details of how you can help support our channel. Uh, Steve, you've seen the next episode? I have. I've seen all of them. If you could sum it up in a sentence, what would it be? It's a continuation of Gwyn's journey into becoming a member of the crew. It opens Gwyn's eyes to where her life and her priorities need to be going. So that's it for another episode of our Star Trek Prodigy Review. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and ensure you have your notifications turned on so you can be notified when we drop the next episode, Dreamcatcher. Catcher.